you all the honor. We give you all the praise and we give you all the honor. As we enter this place, we give it all to you. We thank you how you kept us today. We thank you how you continue to renew our minds, Father, with your word. We thank you for the sacrifice that gave us this opportunity, Father. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. Father God, we thank you for each and every person that is here tonight. He says enter his gates with thanksgiving, so we're just going to give him some thanks. Before we ask anything of him, just want to tell him how great he is, that he kept our minstrels in their right mind. We thank you, Father, how you have kept our intercessor in her right mind, Father. How you continue to preserve our teacher in her body and in her mind, Father. We thank you how you continue to breathe the breath of life into our pastor, Father God. We thank you for your wisdom that you continue to impart into him. We thank you for the ministry of dance, Father. We thank you how you continue just to protect her body, Father, from any attacks of the enemy, Father. We just thank you right now even for BTW, Father. We thank you for T and the ministry that you've entrusted her with, Father. We pray she remains faithful over it, Father. We thank you, Father, that as you rise her up before nations, Father, that she will always operate in a meek spirit, Father. We just thank you right now, Father, for everyone in here today. We thank you for the security team, Father. We thank you for Elder Carr, Father. We thank you for the prophetess, Father. We thank you for the Riddicks, Father. We thank you for the Arringtons. We thank you for everyone in this facility, Father. And we don't take for granted the assembling of ourselves together for this divine purpose today, Father. So we just thank you that as we are gathering our minds to focus on you and the things of God, we thank you right now even for Brandy, Father God, as she comes in and her love for our teacher, Father, her love and her tender care that she displays for our teacher, Father, that you would love our teacher enough to send her the help that she needs in this time in her life, Father. So we just give you the honor and praise, Father, because I see your hand in the lives of my brothers and sisters, Father, and I don't take it for granted because where would we be without you? Where would we be if we did not have you to keep us? Where would we be if we did not have your word to be the governor? If we didn't have your spirit to bring conviction, where would we be? So, Father, we just thank you today. We just give it all to you. We honor you for being God and God alone. Father, there truly is nobody like you. There truly is nobody like you. There's nobody like you, Father. And as we come together tonight, with the divine purpose to stand in the gap between light and dark, to stand in proxy for the crackhead, for the drug dealer, for the pedophile, for the molester, for the victim and the victimizer, Father, to stand in the gap for those that don't know that there is a savior that died for them, that there is a ability for them to take another thought, that there was blood that was spilt that they could repent and enter the kingdom of heaven. Father, we stand tonight in the gap for them but, Father, we want to bring our minds and our focus in, Father, on what you would have us to do tonight. We thank you, Father, and we don't take it for granted. We don't take it lightly, our responsibility tonight, Father. So we thank you that the world has not overtaken our minds today. We thank you that work did not supersede the call to prayer tonight, Father. We thank you that our own emotions and desires did not supersede the call to prayer tonight, Father. So we thank you right now, Father, for a washing and a cleansing of our minds and our hearts, Father. Before we approach you with anything, we just want to make sure we come to you properly. And we just want to honor you as king. 
We want to honor you as king that as we stand before you tonight, Father, that anything we would ask of you in your name, because we know your divine will, that your word says that it would already be done. That if we would believe as we pray, that it would already be done. So tonight we pray because we do believe. We pray because we do know our Father. That we stand in a position of sonship and we ask him tonight, Father, that you would stay your hand as you judge our nation, Father God, that you would continue to preserve the church, Father God. That as we would continue to be the light and the salt of the earth, Father God, that it would bring conviction to our nation, Father, that we would begin to really convict even our president, our legislative system, Father God, our judicial system. Father God, that as they're passing laws that are contrary to the morals that you set forth, Father God, we thank you right now because we have remained a standard in the earth, Father God, that we have not compromised, that we can give them something to mark and to look to as to what holiness truly looks like, that they too will be without excuse that they have not seen a true believer and a true Christian. So, Father, we thank you right now, Father, just for continuing to just protect us, Father. Continue to protect our nation. Continue to protect our president, Father God. Continue to protect even the fact that you called him into office, Father. And every, every suggestion, every whisper of the enemy that would seek him to make a poor decision that would be against the church of God, Father. We thank you right now. He never turns his back even on Israel, Father, because we know that they are your beloved. We know that you did call them for a divine purpose as well, Father. So your word says that if we would bless them, you would bless us, Father. And if we would curse them, that you would curse us. So we we thank you right now, Father, that we count it a blessing, Father, on the nation of Israel. We lift them up for you tonight, Father, because without them, we would not have this ability tonight, Father. So we just don't take it for granted, those that went before us. Father God, we thank you right now that even in their judicial system, Father God, even in their government, we come against any form of corruption, Father. We pray for Prime Minister Benjamin, Benjamin Netanyahu, Father. We thank you right now for the cadet, Father. We thank you right now, Father, every person in a position of authority, even over that nation, Father. We come against the spirit of homosexuality and perversion, Father God. We thank you right now that you would even begin to open their eyes to see the trueness of the gospel, Father God. We thank you that they won't all, that they they won't always remain a people that don't believe that you've already come, that you've already died, Father. But we thank you that they too, Father, would understand that you have come and that you're coming again, Father. We thank you, Father, right now, just for the heart of the church to even really care for each other, Father. We thank you right now that we are not a people of high-mindedness, Father God, but we thank you that we operate in a humble spirit, Father. We thank you right now, Father, that we truly would have a heart for the lost again, Father. Restore that compassion that we should have for one another, Father. Restore that compassion we should have for the lost, for the sick, Father God. We Restore that compassion as we are driving, Father. We see people homeless, Father. Why isn't our hearts moved? Why isn't our thoughts geared towards them as to their state of being? How are they going to eat? Where are they going to sleep? Father God, make our hearts tender again. Make our hearts tender again to the reality that you've blessed us, that we are able to go to a home to have air conditioning, to have heat, Father, when there's people that are still homeless. That we're not concerned as to what we are to eat, but they are. So we don't want to take it for granted what you've blessed us with, Father. And we don't want to be a people of complaint, but we want to be a people of thanksgiving. We want to be a people of gratitude for what you have given us. Father, we thank you for the health 
in our bodies. We thank you for the health. Father, even on our families, Father, we thank you even what looks imperfect, Father, that even in that, Father, that you're still there. That you haven't allowed us to be turned over to a reprobated mind, Father God. That all, although things may not look as they should, but Father God, you've given us a deeper insight to truly know how things ought to be, Father, that we can remain in a place that we're not moved by what we see. But Father, my prayer tonight is that we just restore that compassion that we should have. That love that we should really have for each other. That empathy we should really have for each other. That patience we should really have for one another. That forbearance, that long-suffering that we should really have for one another, Father. Because this is how the world's going to see that we know you. It's how we love one another. So, Father, we just give you the honor and praise. And we thank you for being the king of our lives, Father. We thank you that you truly have already done it all, Father. And we don't, Father, we know that there are things you would have us to pray tonight, Father. But before we do, we just want to say thank you and that we know our position in you. And that the world has not snatched the joy of our salvation. They have not snatched the reality of our kingship, of the royal priesthood that you've called us into. So, Father, we thank you that you incline your ear to your people tonight. As we pray your perfect will in the earth. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Where are my prayer warriors tonight? Where are my prayer warriors tonight? This is intercessory prayer. This is intercessory prayer. Where they gather on purpose to pray, to intercede. To stand in the gap, leaving our lives and our cares behind. When you go to war, you forget about your family. You forget about the cares of the world. You focus on your mission. And our mission here tonight is to stand in the gap, to fight, to, to, to contend for the lost, for the broken. But again, when you go to war, he said, send Judah first. I need everyone to raise their hands. I need everyone to unite. Give God praise. Just out of obedience. It's not unto me. It's unto the Lord. When you go to war, you have to be united on all fronts. Are we united in our minds? Are we united in our hearts? Are we united in our compassion for the lost, for the broken, for the neglected? Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory to your name. This war cannot be fought with division. This war has to be fought. We have to be united on all fronts. United in our care. United in our servitude. United in our love, Father. Unite our hearts with yours tonight, Jesus. Unite our compassion, Jesus. Unite our love, Jesus, right now. In the name of Jesus, there's a lost world, and we need to be united. God said, I cannot do nothing in the earth unless my people pray. Can we gather on assignment? Can we gather on one accord tonight? Forget about life. Forget about your cares. Forget about how your day was. He said, seek first my kingdom and all these things shall be added to you. They will overtake you, Father. So we're seeking the lost tonight right now. We're seeking salvation of the lost, Father. 
We're seeking salvation, Father. We're seeking the lost to be reconciled back to you right now. In the name of Jesus, we're seeking reconciliation, Father. You said you would take care of us if we seek your kingdom. Because we're seeking souls, Father. Save your people tonight, Father. Save the homosexual. Save the homeless. Save the veteran right now. Save that father that wants to walk out, Father. Save that young child, Father, who feels like they're misunderstood, Father. Save that young child who's disobedient and rebellion, Father. Right now, in the name of Jesus, are we united tonight? Are we united tonight? We have to gather on assignment. When you walked in, was your mission to pray, to stand in the gap for that young child that's suicidal, for that young child who's being bullied in school, for that young child who's been abused at home? Are we interceding tonight? Is our heart connected to pray? It's not about who has the might, but gather on the side Who's on your mind to pray for? Who needs your prayers? Who needs your supplication? It's not about who's on the mic. God said, I hear all your prayers. He said, but unite. Become one. Becoming one in your hearts, in your attitude, one in mind, one in spirit. He said, unless we're one, I cannot do anything in the earth. Can we gather here on assignment? Forget about your day. Forget about bills. Forget about cares. Forget about money. Forget what you think that's not there. He said, seek first my kingdom. My kingdom. He said, and all these things will overtake you. So we're seeking the world. We're seeking the lost. Come and save our world, Jesus. Come and save our young people, do we see the news? A young boy killed his girlfriend who was pregnant, facing 65 years in prison. Lord, come and save our generation. Come and brood, Father, over the minds of the parents, Father, right now. So, Father, we pray for the parents tonight. To not be too busy, overtaken by life, Father, right now. Give the parents discernment. Give them wisdom, Father. Give them keen insight. Give them a love for their child, Father. This is not a burden, Father, right now. In the name of, can we live up the parents? Can we live up marriages? Because the home controls the world, Father. So we live up that husband. We live up that wife. We live up the mothers and fathers right now. In the name of Jesus, Father. I cause them to care, Father. Cause them to love their child, Father. This is the issue with even crime. It's the lack of love in the home. This is the issue with murder, gang initiate. This is the issue with robbery. Can we go to the home? Can we pray for the men? To be a leader, a priest, prophet of his home. That he's not overtaken by the burden of being a provider, Father. So we pray protection over the man's mind tonight, right now. In the name of Jesus, Father. Give him foresight. Give him that wife, Father, that's standing by his side, Father. That's praying and interceding for him, Father. Strengthen the household. Strengthen your family tonight, right now. In the name of Jesus, Father. This is the issue of crime murder, rape, molestation. 
of the parents not being there, not being attentive, not placing the blame, but we have an obligation. We have a responsibility to train our children in the way that they should go, Father. So give us a fresh anointing, Father, right now. In the name of Jesus, because this is a different war. This is a different fight from even when I was a child, Father. Right now, Father, give us your strength to deal with disobedience and rebellion that's bearing through our young people tonight, Father. Give us your love, Jesus. Give us your long-suffering, Father, that we will fight to the end, Father. So we lift up Gabby tonight, right now, in the name of Jesus. We lift up Adriana, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus. We lift up Aaron right now, and then we lift up to me. Can we lift up this generation before you? Can we lift up this generation? Can we lift up Kayla, Jalen, Christian? Can we lift up Billy tonight, right now, in the name of Jesus? Can we lift up this generation, Father? Because who is going to be our pastor? Who's the next pastor of Walker Ministries? Who's the next teacher? Who's the next evangelist? Raise them up, Jesus. Who's going to carry the church? Or is our ministry going to die? Who are we grooming? Who are we grooming to be the next pastor, the next teacher? Who's going to be the next elder for our ministry? So, Father, give us a fresh anointing as parents. Give us a fresh anointing if it's a person walking by, Father. Raise us up, Jesus. Give us a fresh anointing. Give us long suffering. Give us patience with this generation, Father. Who's going to be our lawyers, our doctors, if they're overtaken by weed and sex? Are we going to pray? Are we going to intervene? What's going to happen to our world? What's going to happen to our world, adults? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? I worship you. What's going to happen? Dan Star, what's going to happen? Built by B. Built to worship. CVDP. How can we help? How can the arts help our youth? Do you see the condition? Do you see the condition? Our youth are overtaken by weed. Mixed with rat poison. Killing their brains. They don't have to believe it. But we have to go ahead. Say, God, take the taste out of their mouth. My cousin Sheena, unrecognizable. Unsinned. Not so. Will you allow we to take out your Jordan? There's no way, not on my watch. Not on my watch. That drugs that they're taking, they don't see the danger. But we have to wake up, body of Christ. We have to wake up. Chef lost so much weight. Unrecognizable. We shouldn't talk about her. Should he joke? Said, this is my cousin. Even if she was on a stranger on the street, how can we let it be so? Her aunts, her cousins, where are you? Have you reached out to her? This is our generation. And if we don't know it, weed is going to take out. I'm not talking about medical marijuana. The stuff you get on the streets, don't know what it's mixed with. Mess with their logic and reasoning. Are we going to wake up? Are we here to intervene? 
seen that your daughter star that Adi won't be tempted to take that drug to sleep with that person we can't be too busy with life our business and I'm not saying she is but we have to step back take a moment what's gonna happen to our world what's gonna happen to our world drugs sex the porn industry human trafficking who is there for that young girl to come and get the, to jam that communication with that pedophile that would come to get her and she would never be able to return home wake up body of christ he said seek first my kingdom who needs god's love who needs his salvation Wake us up, Jesus. Rid us of ourselves tonight, Jesus. Rid us of the cares. Rid us of bills. Rid us of ourselves. Of what's next? What am I supposed to do? He said, seek my kingdom. He said, I'll take care of everything that concerns you. But I need you to go after this generation. I need you to go after this generation. I need you, if you're on a college campus, I need you to minister. Highest rate of STDs, HIV, get, getting raped, hazing. Wake up. Does anyone care? Does anyone care? I saw that picture of my cousin. We have to wake up. How can we let this happen? How can we let this happen? Not so. That's why I'm going hard after you, Gabby. You don't have to understand. You don't have to comprehend. But I'm going hard after this generation. I'm going hard after this generation. And I need the parents to work with me. I need the parents to work with me. Not so. How can we let drugs, alcohol, come and snatch human trafficking, come and snatch our young people? Wake us up, Jesus. Wake us up. Wake us up, Jesus. Our future, what's going to happen to our future? Again, who's the next pastor? A walking ministry Who's the next teacher? Is it Ani? Aaron, are you the pastor? Adriana, who, who, who's our next evangelist? Adriana. But we have to send forth a prayer and the covering over their minds of the temptation of the world of drinking, premarital sex, Disobedience, rebellion, pride, arrogance. Wake us up, Jesus. You said, seek first my kingdom. Seek souls. You said, ask, what am I to do? He said, seek souls. Who can I save? Who can I rescue? Who can I snatch from darkness? I'm having troubles in my marriage. He said, minister to others. I'll fix your marriage. 
that seek first my kingdom. He said, souls, what am I to do in the kingdom? Go and snatch those that are lost, that are broken, that don't know our Savior. So restore, God, the joy of our salvation tonight. Set us on fire to go minister. Set us on fire to reach the lost. For those who are suicidal, sad, depressed, Father. Set us on fire, Jesus. Set the body of Christ on fire. Where money has no rulership or dominion over us, Father. The cares of this life, Father, are not burning us down. That we're blind to what's going on around us. Wake us up, Jesus. Wake us up. Who's praying for Janae? She's the next generation prophet. Who's praying? Who's going ahead? Who's going ahead of Terrence's kids? But we have to see through the eyes of love that these are God's gifts. He allowed and permitted us to bear children. These are God's gifts. They belong to God. They're just temporarily in our care. And we live up destiny tonight, Father. She says she feels alone. She misses home, Father. We ask you to strengthen her on every side right now. We ask you that you would send the comforter right now. Send your love, Father. Cause her to fight and contend, Father. That she has already passed boot camp right now. So I bring up special protection over her mind. That she won't quit and say, Mama, I want to come home. We ask you to strengthen her mind right now in the name of Jesus. Strengthen her will to fight right now in the name of Jesus, Father. Guard her mind. Guard her heart. Guard her body right now in the name of Jesus. That she's on the mission for you, Father. Even at night of fire in her to witness, Father, why she's there, Father. Strengthen her, Father. Strengthen her right now in the name of Jesus. Send the comforter. We send the comforter right now. We send the God. We send the peace. We send the joy right now in the name of Jesus, Father. That she's not alone, Father, right now. That we're here rooting her on, Father, right now. In the name of Jesus, Father. Keep her safe. Keep her mind. Keep her body right now. In the name of Jesus, Father. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. So can I hear a war cry from everyone? Can I hear a war cry? Can I hear a war cry from everyone? That God, we're vowing to you that we're gonna fight for our family. We're gonna fight for this generation, Father. This is the issue with crime. This is the issue with murder, rape, molestation. That I wasn't loved right, Father. Heal your people, Father. Heal your people. Heal your people, Father. We're asking for your love. We're asking for your love, Father. We're asking for your love. I'll pour your love, Father. Where there's anger and rage. I'll pour your love, Jesus. I'll pour your love. I'll pour your love, Jesus. I'll pour your love tonight, Father. I'll pour your love on the pastors, over your teachers, over the intercessors, over the worship team, Father. Restore the joy of our salvation, Father, right now in the name of Jesus. That we would teach. Send us your ways.
come and breathe on us again. Come and ignite a fire again, Father. Are we concerned about the crime, the murder, the rape, the molestation, human trafficking? What's going to happen to our world? We need God to come down and intervene. Abortion, homosexuality. I'll pour your love, Jesus. I'll pour your love. I'll pour your love, Jesus. The love of Christ rule and reign. Where there's anger and rage, I'll pour your love. Infuse them with your love. Cover them, wrap them in your love right now. In the name of Jesus, Father. Send your love to that father right now to stay in the household to raise his kids, Father. We're praying for the men. We're going to pray for the men, the leader, priest, and prophet of the home. Give them wisdom. Give them knowledge. Give them insight. Give them love. Give them patience right now in the name of Jesus. It's from the Father. It's from the Father. Heal the men of their past and their childhood, Jesus. Crime can be traced back to the home. Where I was in love correctly. This is why I'm robbing. That's why there's home invasions. That's why there's break, car break-ins. Robbery of stores. We have to go to the root of this thing. We have to go to the root of this thing. School shootings. Bullying. Where is the parent? Where is that stranger? What's going to happen to our world? God said, there's two or three gathered in my name. He said, I'm in the midst. We just have to open up our mouths and care. And truly care. Be concerned. I'm willing to fight. Not so. How can we let the enemy come in? Kick the door in. Snatch our children. Snatch our husbands. Snatch our wives. Where is the fight? Where is the fight? Where is the fight? Where is the fight? I'm not giving up. Rejection caused me to go deeper. Because the thief comes, he's prowling. He comes to steal, kill, destroy. Take away your purpose, your destiny. But we have to go to the root of crime. It's in the home. It's in the home. So we have to pray for the parents. Give them wisdom. Give them discernment. Give them patience. Cause them not to give up on their child. We're not giving up on you, Gabby. And this is not to her, but this is to hustle time. And this is what we have to say to even evangelists. We, we're not giving up on you, Sheena. We're not giving up. This generation has a call. They have a call on our life. 
But we can't be blinded by our situation and circumstance that we don't see the enemy coming. Can we wake up? Can we wake up? I looked at to me, I'm like, what's the assignment? What's the enemy coming for? Can I go ahead? I said, God, give me wisdom. Give me discernment, Jesus. Because I know the enemy's coming. I know he's coming. But I want to be a mother who prays to intercede, to go ahead. And it's never too late. We just will have to care for our child. We would just have to care. So before the word comes forth, I just want to lift up Adriana. She's been in my spirit the whole week. I said, God, keep her connected, Jesus. I see her coming and going. But then my spirit, I said, she's not connected. So, Lord, I lift her up before you right now in the name of Jesus. Give her a deep love and compassion for the word. That when she's awake, that she will be still attached to the ministry right now, Father. That she will not forget her mother, her father, her family, Jesus. So we go ahead, even the assignment of the enemy, to, to shift, to take her away, Father, from you, Father. So we pray a special covering over her mind, over her heart, over Virginia Tech right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we come against every hindrance, every obstacle. Every boy, every girl that will even come her way. That's not of you, Father. Give her a boldness that she would not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You don't just pray one time. You keep praying. So, Father, I plead the blood over you, Adriana, right now. That you will preach the gospel right now to on Virginia Tech. That you will not be ashamed, Father. Give her a fresh fire, a fresh anointing right now. In the name of Jesus, cause her to connect, Father. Cause that college in the world will not take over her mind of her heart, Father. That school and study, Father, will not overtake, Father, you, Lord. So I ask that you would cover her and protect her. She leaves on Friday or Saturday. So I ask, Father, that you would cover her, that you would protect her from the evil one right now. In the name of Jesus, Father. That she had the calling on her life, Father. I pray that you would heed to it right now. In the name of Jesus, God. I'm asking for a fresh fire, a fresh anointing, a fresh love for you right now. That you would not forget, Father, the word that she has heard, Father, right now. In the name of Jesus. I ask that you would cover her, protect her. And let Hasatan know that Adriana, that you belong to Yeshua right now. In the name of Jesus. When we see our young people drifting, we have to connect. I'm meeting with her tomorrow. This is not as a Nazareth. We have to be in tune with what's going on in the spirit. So I lift her up before you, Jesus. I ask that you will keep her. That you will protect her. In the name of Jesus. That she will be your mouthpiece. At Virginia Tech. Cover. Keep. Protect. Our little ones. Keep. Protect. Our little ones. Because we know he's coming. 
We know he's coming. But can we cut him off? We know he's coming. Can we even lift up Devin, Father? She's in my spirit, Father. I ask that you would keep and protect her, Father. That all the word that she has heard, Father. All the word that she has heard. They will rise up as a standard. Give her a deep love and a compassion. That it's not just church, Father. That she needs the word, Father. Give her a deep love and respect and love for her mother right now. And then that's something that our young people has lost. Respect for your mother and your father. To authority. So Father, I ask that you would keep and protect her from premarital sex, from STDs, HIV, Father. In the name of she surround her, Father, with Christians right now. In the name of that she has a future right now. In the name, the thief is coming, but we have to pray. The thief is coming. He's proud to see who he can overtake. So we lift up Devin before you right now. We claim you for the kingdom of God. We claim the world cannot have you, Devin. The world cannot have you. The world cannot have you. I claim you, Devin, for the kingdom of God. I claim you for the kingdom of God. I claim you, Devin. I claim Cameron for the kingdom of God. We have to get radical about this thing. We have to get radical about this thing. Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory to you. We claim this generation for the Lord. We claim this generation for the Lord. The next teacher, the next evangelist, the pastor, Entire dreams, entire mantles right now. A rush anointing, Father. This is the generation that will serve the Lord. This is the generation. I know what I see. I know what I see, but this is the generation. I'm not governed what I physically see. I'm governed by what God has already said. Glory to your name, Jesus. Raise up Billy. Raise up Michaela right now. And in the name, raise up little Dave right now. In the name of Jesus. Raise him up, Jesus. Raise up this generation. Raise up this generation right now. In the name, raise up Jasmine right now to be healed from suicide and molestation. Raise him up, Jesus. Raise him up, Jesus. Raise him up, Father. Heal your young people. Heal your young people, Jesus. Who's our next teacher? Who's our next pastor? Who's our next doctors and lawyers? We can't let them be overtaken by drugs and sex, the porn industry, human trafficking. This is real. We have to care. Christian Jalen, Ani, the thief is coming. What assignment is on Ellie? What assignment, Yoshia? We have to go ahead. We have to go ahead. We have to go ahead. But as parents, he said, train up the child and the way that they should go, that they would not stray. They have a will, but we have a responsibility. We mark this generation for the kingdom of God. And we plead the, the blood of Jesus over their mind, over their heart, over their future. Right now, over their disobedience and rebellion, right now, in the name of Jesus, that this will be the generation that will serve the Lord. This will be.
be the generation that will serve the Lord. This will be the generation that will serve the Lord. This will be the generation. Yes, Janae, this will be the generation. We have to call out their name to God. We have to call out their name to God because Hasatan has a mark. He has a target over our children, even our unborn children. We offer him up to you, Jesus. We let Hasatan know that he cannot have Ashley, that he cannot have DJ. We let him know that this is our future, that these are God's children. How can we let him come in and destroy and take our young children? Because if not, they will be the pimp. They will be the prostitute. They will be the gang leader if we don't intervene. So we mark our young people for the kingdom of God. Can we just give God just a victory praise? Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory to your name. This is the house time to let him know that these are God's children. That these are God's children. These are God's children. These are God's children, Hasatan. These are God's children. Gabby, you belong to God. I'm marking you for the kingdom of God. Jarrell, Dominique, call out their name. 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 Because the demon's coming. He's seeking to kill them. He's seeking to destroy and take their life out. Whether it's incarceration, whether it's drugs. We offer them up to you, Jesus. To me, Ian Stiff, you belong to Jesus. You belong to Jesus. May the pure worship and love that you have for God take you through those teenage years. That's what we had to come with. Those teenage years where they're disobedient, where they're rebellious. When they forget about their parents, it's never too late to intervene. We offer them up to you, Jesus. We give them over to you, Jesus. Nadja, we call you out. Dee, we call you out. Jaleesa, I call you out. Jarrell, Dominique, Sheena, Rhonda, I call you out. You're supposed to be serving with me in the kingdom. We're supposed to be destroying the works of the enemy. You're supposed to be serving with me in the kingdom of God. Let's go get them, Minister B. Let's go get our family. Let's go back and get them. Let's go back and get Sheena and Rob. Let's go get Najee. Let's go get them. Who do we need to go back and get? Who do we need to snatch out of darkness, Jesus? If not the enemy. It's going to destroy their lives. And there's going to be nothing left of themselves. Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory to your name. These are God's children. These are God's children. Yeshua, my Messiah, my Savior, my Savior. Go and save and reconcile the lost, Jesus. Allow them to hear the cry of Jesus. Allow them to hear the cry of Yeshua. 
allowed them to get no rest, Jesus. Allowed them to get no rest. Allowed them and Karen to get no rest, Jesus. A dream and a vision. Allowed them to get no rest, Jesus. Sheena, Ron, get no, give them no rest, Jesus. Give them no rest, Jesus. Give them no rest, Father. Naji, give them no rest, Father. Come to him a dream and a vision, Father. Give him no rest. Show him his father's face, Jesus. Give him no rest. Take the taste of alcohol, of drugs. Cause them to vomit, Father, right now. Take the taste out of their mouth right now. In the name of Jesus. This is the warfare. This is the warfare that's over our young people. Drugs, weed, ecstasy. Molly, bath sauce, Jesus. Take the taste, Father. I come against every unholy association, Father. Every tie to the world. Every tie to that drug dealer right now. In the name, every tie to that gang leader right now. In the name of Jesus. I raise, Father, their numbers out of their phone right now. In the name of Jesus. We are in a war against drugs. Molly, weed. Bath sauce, ecstasy that will destroy our young, that will destroy their mind where they can no longer logic, have logic and reasoning. You belong to the Lord. You belong to Nika, DJ, Asher. They belong. They don't have to understand now. But that's a prayer that we have to pray that will carry them. When they're not with us, when she's off to college or her own, when she's not with you, to make the right decision, that it won't destroy her life. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name, Jesus. We fight and contend for this generation. Amen, prophetess. Glory to God. Come on, y'all. God is real good. And we got an assignment to do in this earth. And we don't have a lot of time to be messing around. Because you have an adversary. You have one that opposes you. You have one that opposes every word that came out of the people that pray tonight up here including yourself he never wants you to believe never wants you to pray he's afraid of prayer he's afraid when you actually pray and believe see this we, we, we got to get some revelation of this If one could put a thousand, that's about 60 people in here right now. Our nation should be safe. But I'm going to need y'all to believe what prayer is. This is an accessory prayer. This is not a place where we come to complain. This is where we come to get our assignment 
what's on God's heart, what's on his mind, what is his will in the earth. And you have to procure that. You're his eyes, his hands, his mouth, his feet in the earth. You are. You are the embodiment of him in the earth. Uh, we're talking about God here. Glory to God. Y'all may be seated, please. Let's find out what our assignment is. Hey, teacher. Prayer, power, and position. That's what this is all about. Oh, I need y'all to be wide awake right now. <laughs> I know my assignment. One thing to, to go to war and don't have a war plan. One thing to go to war, you don't know your enemy. What's that? One thing to go. You, you can't tell the difference between your enemy and your brother. That's a problem. If you can't tell the difference between the adversary and your brother and sitting right here. Mm. He's counting on that. He's counting on you not knowing and distinguishing the difference. He's counting on that. Y'all ready to win? <laughs> you know, you were born again to win. Not lose. <laughs> you were born again to win. You were losing when you weren't born again. You, you were born again to win. Win what? He's the greatest prize ever. Eternity. Man, see, our perspective is wrong here. You were born to win, not lose. That means in every situation, every circumstance, every condition, you were born to win. Whatever ailment, whatever disease, whatever sickness, whatever affliction, you were born to win. Whatever mental state you think you in, you were born to win. Teacher, I don't understand. I don't understand. You didn't. You didn't. How many of y'all born again? Well, you didn't born again to lose. You born again to win. Matter of fact, he said this battle not even yours. But it's whose? Oh, so we should to be full of love then. We shouldn't have no attitude. I don't like the enemy and he don't like me. It's mutual. That's right. <laughs> but you don't. If you endure to the end, don't forfeit it. 
you can forfeit the victory. You can you you can stay down and don't get up. How do you win a race and you sit down and you flower down? You you can't win a race a race like that. You got to get up, right? You could be the last one. <laughs> you could be the last one, but you're still in the race as long as you get up. Some people got to walk through the finish line. Some people got to crawl through it. Some got people got to get help going up, but you can win. I done told you something that happened to all of us. Now, use that and glorify God. Because now you win with it. See, I'm, I'm convinced we don't know the adversary. Because our response would be different. We will have a continual response. Not a circumstantial response. God is good all the time. Uh, I like that, Ryan. You got your hands up. I love that. You got your hands up. See, and I told y'all Sunday, you raise your hands up and you raise it down. You raised them with your past too, didn't you? Your past, all that happened to you, you still raise your hands. That's a choice. See, you choose. You have to choose to live. You have to choose to be sane. Hello? And you choose to be crazy. Which one? You can choose to believe the word or not. I told you you were born to make choices. All right. See, but you need wisdom that's going to help you with your choices. Not earthly wisdom. That's all right. You need that too. But you need divine wisdom because you are born again now. See, that's what's available to you. It just puts the super on your natural. On your natural. Put the super on that. Told y'all this battle is with words, elder. It's battle that you and I end. It ain't with flesh and blood. Yeah. It's with words. Yeah. The problem is, see, a lot of times our words don't carry no weight. Power, prayer is power and position. Prayer puts you in position of power. See, that's why church don't want to pray. They don't want to pray. No, call for prayer. Where everybody at? Call for prayer. Where's everybody at? Not here. I know y'all are here tonight. <laughs> Praise God. But it's other people listening. It's other people that's going to listen. The pastor called for prayer. Oh, he don't call for prayer. That's where the real work is. That's, that's where real believers are. Okay. All right. Can I look Old Testament on you a little bit? Okay. I love Old Testament. Love Old Testament. Talk about Daniel. <laughs> Can I talk about Daniel just for a minute? 
Daniel in the lion's den. That's where everybody want to go. Prayer is what got him in the lion's den. <laughs> Prayer is what got him in the lion's den. Prayer is what got him in the favor of the king. Prayer is what put him in position. Prayer. Mm. Okay. Ain't nobody like, I don't want to pray. Oh, y'all missing it. Oh, y'all are missing it, missing it, missing it. So Daniel, let's talk about it. Daniel's main occupation was prayer. Mm -mm -mm. He was a busy man at 80. Okay, hold on, teacher, hold on. Yeah, yeah. He was busy at 80. Mm. Okay, we're going to get y'all. He was assigned to be president over these providences or these princes and providences. And there was a whole lot of them, hundreds of them. His time alone with God took precedence over everything. I'm going somewhere. His time alone with God took precedence over everything that he did. Now, he, this man was over all of the intellectuals. He was over all, y'all say intellectuals? He was over all the intellectuals. He was over all of the astrologers. He was over all of the sorcerers, over all of the magicians. He was over all of them. Hmm. Why was he there? Wait a minute. This is King Nebuchadnezzar, right? Let me hear this. Let me see this. He was made the main leader over all the providences. Let me show you what that means. He was the guardianship and controller. And he controlled and exercised all of these things uh, by a deity. That is what a providence. This is what a providence means. That he was guardianship. He had guardianship over and control and exercise all these kind of things over deities over and or it means manifestation of God's foresight or foresightfulness care for his creatures or his creatures should I say or prudence and care exercised by someone in management of resources he was over all of these types of things he was he was the man he was the man, you know, right next to him. He ruled over all of this. He had, the, uh, he, had the, uh, he had great leadership skill at 80. He won't retire. <laughs> he didn't retire, you know, like we got pastors retired. I'm not going to never retire. I'm going to retire in heaven, but here I'm here to work. Amen. <laughs> you know, retiring. It, it was, I ain't never heard of that. I ain't seen it in the Bible yet. 
So I must, I'm, this is my call. This is where I'm going to be. Amen? Amen? Now, this was a busy man. But nothing would take him away from prayer. He prayed three times a day, right? Mm-hmm. He would stole away, teacher, from all of his busyness. He had, this was a man over providences, over princes. He had, he had work to do. He ain't got time to pray. Go ahead. That's what we said. But he found time. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Hopefully that hit somebody there. Mm, mm, mm. I mean, he had a heavy job. You know, like some of y'all. He had a big time job. He was over providence's people. He managed all their resources. He was a busy man, one man. But he still found time. To entreat God. No matter how busy his job said he was. Okay. Remember, prayer, power, and position. Okay, hold on. Just letting you know he was 80. Okay. Hold on. Let me see. Hold on, teacher. He stole away from all of his occupations, from all of his burdens, and his leadership needs, because people need you. Yes. And he slipped away and spent time with the Lord. Remember, he was 80 years old. He got his direction on his knees. Mm -mm -mm -mm. This man never called a committee meeting. He never called a conference. He got all of his answers, everything he needed on his knees. He didn't take roll call. He prayed and God did what he does. He answers the prayers of the righteous. That's what God does. In case you don't know what he do, that's what he does. He answers the prayers of the righteous. Y'all follow me? This was a man who heard from God because he was a man of prayer mm, mm, mm. and position and power. Okay, hold on. Could that be the only element that's not missing in my life? Could it be? That's the element that I'm missing in my life. I got all these things. I got position, location, all these things. No power, though. No real power. Okay, okay, okay. No, not really. Not really. Okay. Because he was a man of prayer. Listen. Because he was a man of prayer, he knew, well, what is prayer? It is a good question. I know we do the surface thing. It's God. You're talking to God. We're conversing back and forth. It's bi-directional. What is prayer, teacher? I'm going to tell you what prayer is. This is what prayer is. Prayer is the mind, 
and the heart of God. I know it sounded like it was going to be real deep, right? No, prayer is the mind and the heart of God. And that's where you find, uh-oh, the will of God for your life in prayer. Because it's his mind and his heart and his will. This is what prayer is. It's his heart of God. It's the mind of God. And it's the will of God. That's what prayer is. That's what prayer is. Okay. I don't know what to do. I'm going to pray. Now I know the will. I know his heart. Because I know his mind. Prayer is his mind. His heart. And his will. That's where you find your purpose at. Mm. It's real simple. But we won't want to pray. Okay, watch this teaching. The Bible is God's will. The Bible is God's will. I don't know what to do. I don't know my call. <laughs> You're not in the wheel. You got to get in the wheel first. When you in a wheel, when you get a wheel, when you're in a wheel, you inherit something, don't you? You, you got to get in the wheel. Okay, teacher. We're going to have the calling for the will today. I need all participants who are going to receive. Who going to show up? The person done died, but you still see their will, their mind, and their heart for you. And it's written down. And it's a legal document. A lawyer has to be present. Okay. All right. I'm going to hope y'all here. All right. Just let's talk about his position. So Nebuchadnezzar, it was the king then, right? So he had a dream, right? And none of his astrologers, none of his sorcerers, none of his magicians could interpret the dream, correct? And the king, and the king he, after that, he, he decreed that since y'all can't do what I need you to do, I'm going to kill you all. That's what he said. That was his decree. If you can't interpret my dream, why are you alive? Okay. <laughs> he was the king, right? Okay. <laughs> okay. He was saying, y'all supposed to have a purpose. And if your purpose is not benefiting me, he said, I don't need you. Why are you here? You said you were the astrologer. You can read the stars and tell me what I need. My direction, where I go. I have my sorcerers. You can, you can, you can operate in a potions, pharmacia, drugs. You can. I got magicians. 
prestidigitation. I got magician make you think something happened over here, but it's really happened over here. I can deceive you. A magician just gives you a different reality. He kind of forced a reality on you to believe and see something that's really not there. It's not real. Yet it is, if you believe it. I'm just trying to go here. All right. Listen to this. I'm going so well. So he turned to all of them to interpret his dream that he forgot. So Daniel received this message, and he calls his three praying partners, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. Those are their Babylonian names. Minister, go to Daniel 2. I'm going to cut some time because I don't have a lot of time. Okay. Go to Daniel 2. I was going to do it 1 through 20, but we ain't got time. So jump down to uh, verse Daniel 2. Go to uh, 20 and 22. Okay. Daniel chapter 2 at verse 20. Daniel answered, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. He changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise mm. and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals the deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness and the light dwells with him. Mm, mm, mm. Wow. The king came to him. Or oh, he came to everybody because Daniel was in that group. Man, he would have to be. He was over them. So he goes into that group with them, right? So he gives this decree that if you don't give interpretation, I'm going to kill everybody. So what does he do? He go and get his three partners, I told you, right? Meshach, Shach, Aaron, and Abednego. And the four of them, they get on their knees to hear from God. And God gave the interpretation only to Daniel. This was a perfect example of how prayer should work. You need the right people connected to the right prayer. Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego were in position. Listen, for the prayer to come through. For the interpretation. Do y'all follow? Daniel didn't go by himself. He didn't go by himself into prayer. He didn't go by himself on the interpretation at this point. I need some other people. While I'm going to get, I know warfare. So I know while I'm trying to get where I need to go to hear from God, there's going to be some activity. 
So I'm going to need the proper, listen, alignment for this message to come through. See, power, prayer, power and position. You got to know your position in prayer. He didn't give an interpretation to all of them. He gave it to Daniel. But Daniel knew warfare. He knew what he was up against. Hold on. Still got to cut corners, teacher. All right. Verse 22. Verse 20 and 22. Read that one more time. We'll make sure we get this, y'all. At verse 20, Daniel answered, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. He changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals the deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness and the light dwells with him. Mm. Daniel has prayed. And he has now the answer. Now, where did he get that answer from right here? Where where did that come from, what he just said? That came from prayer. What what did you just read? That came from the position of prayer. He got that prayer in the secret closet, in the secret place, the closet. He got that seeking God's face. I'm going to bring it into y'all. At this point in the Old Testament, people were at their lowest point. They were in captivity. Daniel and them were in captivity. They weren't free. They were enslaved. Okay. They were in captivity. The spirit of Babylon had gotten a hold of the people of God. I'm trying to paint y'all a picture. What was going on here? At this point, God's people were in captivity. You have a man of God who can pray. But his life is in danger because if he doesn't get the interpretation, he's going to kill everybody, including Daniel. Okay. You could do some extraordinary things when you're under arrest. Mm, Okay. All right. The spirit of Babylon had got a hold of the people. Watch this. The high praises of God have been silenced in his people. They lost their song, the scripture says. And Satan, watch this, Satan is set 
on destroying. Watch what's going on here. He's set on destroying who? Israel. Okay. They say focus, Pastor. Somebody's phone went off. Watch this. <laughs> it's okay. The scripture says that Satan, listen, they, they lost the spirit of Babylon got a hold of them. You know, like the spirit of the world gets a hold of us. And when the spirit of the world gets a hold of you, you lose your song. You lose your praise. <sighs> All right. Okay. All right. Spirit of the world, spirit of the Babylon, same thing. All right. But watch this. See, Satan is set on destroying Israel. Because out of Israel is going to come the seed of the Savior. Right? And you destroy all that. He need a prophet. Daniel is the prophet. He is speaking. Listen, this is why he's speaking of the Savior. He will. Okay? So if I can kill him, he can never what? You know, as soon as they ask, you know, about the interpretation, Daniel immediately said, I can do it. Okay. Okay. He said the same thing when the writing was on the wall. I can do it. Okay, hold on. Okay, we're going to get there. All right. Let me see here. So, teacher, back to the seed. He's trying to restore the seed. Out of the nation of Israel will be the seed, listen, will be the seed of Christ, the Messiah, who is going to destroy, listen, the power of Satan, right? First John. First John 3 8. Y'all following? I hope so. Okay. First John 3 8, amplified. First John chapter 3 and verse 8. But he who commits sin, Mm -hmm. who practices evil doing, is of the devil, Mm -hmm. takes his character from the evil one. For the devil has sinned, violated the divine law from the beginning. The reason the Son of God was made manifest, visible, was to undo, destroy, loosen, and dissolve the works the devil has done. All right. He's working right now with Daniel. Listen to this. He's going to destroy the power of Satan. I told you, this is what he, so he doesn't want to happen. This is what Satan knew in Daniel's day. And if he can destroy the seed that was mentioned in Genesis. First prophecy in Genesis right there. Listen to this. In Daniel, in Daniel's day, he, he would destroy the seed that was mentioned in Genesis. He could win. It's what he believed. If I can just take out one person. So you got to see how important the one person is. You got to see how important you are, Dina. I need y'all to see this. I need y'all to see this. I'm going to get there. I could win if I could just get that one Daniel, get him out of the way.
you know, when Nebuchadnezzar made that decree to kill all, that won't man. What does Satan do? <laughs> when you, you know it's demonic when he said kill all. When Herod was king and he said kill all of the firstborn. Okay. You know that was demonic, right? Now God had the death angel, but you had to put the lintel on there. He wasn't going to just kill just to kill. You had to obey. So you wouldn't die. So you got to know when you're hearing the demonic. Okay. He said kill. Kill them all. You got to know that that's how he does. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That's his MO. That's his modus operandi. That, what that means, that, that was his very character. Okay? That's your MO. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. <sighs> Daniel 5 5. Mm. Daniel chapter 5, start at 1 and go to 9 real quick though. Daniel chapter 5 at verse 1. So you can get a better picture. Belshazzar, the king descendant of Nebuchadnezzar, made a great feast for a thousand. I I know a lot of times y'all think that this was Nebuchadnezzar's son, but it really really wasn't. It was uh, one of his uh, ruler's son, but... Took the whole title there, but I just want to let you know a little info there. It really wasn't Belzer. It really wasn't Nebuchadnezzar's son. Okay, go ahead. Belshazzar, the king yeah. descendant of Nebuchadnezzar, mm-hmm. made a great feast for a thousand of his lords, mm-hmm. and he drank his wine in the presence of the thousand. Belshazzar, while he was tasting the wine, commanded that the gold and silver vessels which his father Nebuchadnezzar had taken out of the temple, out of the sacred area, the holy place, and the holy of holies, Mm -hmm. which was in Jerusalem, be brought, that the king and his lords, his wives and his concubines, might drink from them. Then they brought in the gold and silver vessels which had been taken out of the temple, the house of God which was in Jerusalem, And the king and his lords, his wives, and his concubines drank from them. Mm. They drank wine and praised the gods of gold and silver, Mm -hmm. of bronze, iron, wood, and stone. Immediately and suddenly there appeared the fingers of a man's hand and wrote on the plaster of the wall opposite the candlestick, so exposed especially to the light in the king's palace, and the king saw the part of the hand that wrote. Mm. Then the color and the drunken, hilarious brightness of the king's face was changed, and his terrifying thoughts troubled and alarmed him. The joints and muscles of his I'm sorry, of his hips and back gave way, and his knees smote together. Mm. I, I think he's scared. Go ahead. He's terrified. No, y'all partying. Y'all partying. 
And all of a sudden, you see a hand start writing something on the wall. No, no, no. They're drinking out of the, uh, listen, they're drinking out of the things that were in the temple. That were sacred to God. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see. God, he's not happy about this. Verse 7. The king cried aloud mightily to bring in the enchanters or soothsayers, the Chaldeans, the diviners, and the astrologers. Here we go again. The Wait king. a minute. Wait a minute. Now, his father did the same thing. Soon as something happens, who did they turn to? I'll help you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. The king said to the wise men of Babylon, whoever will read this writing, and show me the interpretation of it, mm. will be clothed with purple and have a chain of gold put about his neck and will be the third ruler in the kingdom. And all the king's wise men came in, but they could not read the writing mm. or make known to the king the interpretation of it. Then King Belshazzar was greatly perplexed and alarmed and the color faded from his face mm. and his lords were puzzled and astounded. Well, first thing that he does, him and his father, is they both do this. They turn to the world first for the answers to something God is doing. You see it today. Look at this. The first thing they do is for an answer is they go to who? The magicians. They go to the soothsayers. They go to the sorcerers. They're trying to get an interpretation of something spiritual. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, their way. God was saying to them about what? Let me see here. So what was God saying to them? About their leadership. What was going on with the king here? But the answer led them in prayer for his people and his nation. This is what happened. Y'all have to see the importance of prayer here. He turned to the world for an interpretation of something divine. That's what he did. Okay? Now listen to this. The sorcerers, the magicians, the astrologers, and the wise men. They didn't have the answer. They didn't have the interpretation. Right? They didn't have the mind of Christ. Well, Yahweh then. They have to call a man of God to interpret the wisdom of God. The world can't do it. 
I have to have a man of God to interpret the wisdom of God. The church today has lost its connection to God because we've forgotten how to pray. That's your connection to God. That's your lifeline to God. You call church, not here. You call prayer, a few people show up. Church on Sunday, everybody show up. Y'all follow me? Listen to this. The answer that Nebuchadnezzar needed, the interpretation that he needed, whether it was of the statue with his father of bronze or his son with the writing on the wall. The point of it is, is that the answer lies in prayer. The answer for what the king needs, this nation needs, is in you. Y'all don't believe that. See, nobody believe that. Elder, no one believed that. The king had to go to the man of God to interpret the things of God. Y'all, I need y'all to see this. The answer that he needed is in you. Not nowhere else. The answer that he needed for the interpretation of the, of the dream was in prayer. The issue, the thing that you are looking for, search and need in your life is you're going to find it. If you ain't born again, you're only going to find it in prayer. We don't value prayer. We don't value prayer. Prayer is the meeting place with God. See, we're still operating on the outside. I can do it. Here's what the world tells you. Follow your heart. The Bible told you your heart is wicked, evil. Who could trust it? Who could know the thing? But the world tell you, follow your heart. It's deceitful. It deceive you, sitting right there inside of you. They don't love me. That's a lie. Oh. Oh. They won't. It's, it's just that easy. Prayer is the meeting place of God. You can meet him any place. Any place at any time, he's available. Okay. This is why you cannot connect with people. Because you can't connect with God. All right. This is why you can't connect with people. Because you can't connect with God. Because he said true love is with God and man. That's your connection. 
Y'all ain't ready. I know it was a struggle to get here, but we're going to get here. Why can't I connect with people? Because you can't connect with God. This is why you can't connect with people. Hello? Very few churches really want to pray. Prayer IDs you. Prayer IDs you. It shows your level of intimacy. I don't need to know your level of intimacy in the flesh. We know what that is. Prayer shows your level of intimacy with your God and man. See, we keep leaving that missing element out. It's with God and man. Okay. That's 1 Corinthians 13. True love is with God and man. Y'all follow me? Okay. Am I breaking it down for y'all? Easy enough. All right. So if you want to know what's going on with your connection with people. And you're saved. Oh my God. The problem is your connection with God. Did I help? Did I answer anybody's prayer right there? I got one person that raised their hand. They won't connect with me. God said, you won't connect with me. I am the connection with them. Intimacy means close familiarity. Listen, intimacy is close familiarity or friendship or closeness. Watch this, a private, cozy atmosphere. That's intimacy. Yes. The Bible says this. I'm talking about Daniel. This is what he. This is where his power came from. It's in his prayer life. Which positioned him to rule. Mm, mm, mm. Prayer. Okay. Teacher. The Bible says that men ought to always pray, right? Why? 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 Because man, listen, because in his presence, you can't pray without being in his presence. <laughs> men ought to always be in his presence. This is why he said men ought to always pray. Because prayer puts you in his presence where your position and power is. Oh, my God. The Bible says that. Why? Because his, you're in his presence. That's where his power is. That's where his glory is. <laughs> That's where his peace is. Mm. That's where his wisdom is. Mm. That's where his truth is. Mm. That's where his knowledge is. Mm. My good. That's where his love is. That's where his comfort is. That's where his provision is. That's where his healing is. That's where his faith is. That's where his, listen, his understanding is. That's where his strength is. That's where his vision for your life is. <laughs> 
in the presence of God in prayer. That's why you should always pray. That's where your restoration is. That's where your renewal is. That's where your next husband or wife is. Oh. In the presence of God. In his presence, he said, there's joy forevermore. We don't know. That's why you feel like you're weak. Prayer is what rejuvenates you as a believer. It stirs up the gifts. It's like a turbine. This is what Daniel knew. Confident in my God. Mm. 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 Woo, teacher. Oh, y'all just hold on. Y'all hold on. I got something. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to read that one again. What's a lot of power in that thing? Can y'all believe that? Do y'all believe that? Teacher, when, when he got the interpretation, the first thing he did, the scripture says, is that he praised and worshiped God. He didn't run, listen, and tell the king, I got the interpretation. First thing he did was praise and worship God. This is what I'm going to do first. I'm not even worried about my life about this. I got the interpretation. First thing he did was pray and worship God. Mm, mm, mm. When you pray, you're in the presence. And that's, watch this, it's the will of God. I don't know the will of God from like to be in his presence. Hold on. With prayer, hold on. So when you pray, you're in his presence, right? And that's where he wants us, right? Just like in the garden. Everything goes back to the garden. He wants us in that same condition. Fellowship. Communion. Relationship. Forever. Because man was designed to live forever. You were supposed to be in this relationship forever. Hello. My God. See, if you can't stay in a relationship here for two minutes... It's going to be hard staying in a relationship forever until death do us part. I told you this is just a rehearsal. If you're not doing the, if you're not showing up for the rehearsal on time, you don't know where to be at. They marching in, you, they marching out. Where, where you been? You got on the wrong garment. You ain't even got on the right clothes. Because this is a rehearsal. My God. Woo, he wants us back in that position. Prayer gives you insight on the things to come. This is why, this is why Daniel knew the 70 weeks of Daniel. He had, was in prayer. He knew what was going to happen even in our time. 
Prayer gives you insight. Should I be with that person? You don't need no one to tell you that. You need to have a relationship with your father. He will tell you, should you be. Now, what you're going to have to do is listen. Mm. All right. All right. You'll say, now you're consulting me. I told you to come to me in prayer and sackcloth. <laughs> all right. But it all works for our good. Amen. But in Christ, though, you got to be in Christ. Prayer gives you insight on things to come. Money doesn't fix things. Money don't fix difficult times. Your child is on drugs. Money not going to fix that. All right. Okay. And when you go to pray, be careful of the spirit of interruption. He show up every Tuesday here. He got arrested today, though. He got arrested today. We got a full house. Amen. Spirit of interruption always show up. Listen to that. Listen, listen to the people. So. When times of prayer. As I said, Daniel was a busy man. He was over providences and princes, all kind of resources. He was over all of that. People always. They always say they're so busy. They're too busy to pray. How many of y'all said that? I won't look up. I'm too busy to pray. Mm. People say that all the time. I'm too busy to come to prayer. I say the same thing. When I was, when I was at the other ministry for 10 years and I, when I was training them and I had my own business, so I could come to prayer when I wanted. It was my business. I could do what I wanted to do. I could come when I wanted to. I just chose not to. But in that choice that I was confronted with, why don't you come? You have to ask yourself, why don't you come? I didn't have an answer. Besides, I didn't want to come. What I was saying is that I want to limit my relationship. I want to be in control of my intimacy with God. And, style, and listen, and allow, not allowing my heart. Not allowing my heart. See, I, my heart was hardened in that area. I wouldn't, you know, I'm only going to do but so much. I'm only going to give you but so much. But see, prayer is what broke that. I was like, so I surrendered. And then prayer became my appetite. Pr prayer became, listen, my affliction. Prayer became that thorn in my side. <laughs> I need to pray. Prayer became the thing that birthed where y'all at right now on Tuesday. Because I considered I need to be at prayer. Then I got bit by the prayer virus. I'm still infected. Mm-mm. It's airborne. This virus is airborne. It's airborne and it's physical. Which one you want. It both will deliver maximum power and strength. Jesus, my God. All right. Woo, here we go, here we go. All right. Be careful of that spirit of interruption. Okay? I told you Daniel was a very busy man. 
People always have other things to do besides pray. But you're busy doing something. See, it was a choice what I wanted to do. Business is like a narcotic. It's contagious. It's, 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 it's addictive. But you got to be careful with business. It leads to double-mindedness. Being double-minded. Mm-hmm. Yep. Men can fall so much into business. Well, listen to this. Y'all wake up. Men can fall so much into business that they can fall deeper and deeper into oblivion, away, listen, from the truth. That's what business is designed to do, is to pull you away from the truth. Then you say, wait a minute. I don't care what's going on. Open up them windows. I need to pray to my God right in the front. Matter of fact, I'm praying to the east because I know that's where he's going to return in the east. See, oh, that's where he's going to land on the Mount of Olives. So I know I'm going to pray toward there. Open up the windows. I know it's a death decree over me. If I do this, I'm going to do it. And these people, the enemy, they couldn't, they couldn't get him, Elder. They, 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 he was an upright man. He's right. They couldn't find anything wrong with him, except he was praying to their God. And they know they made, they came in just like the enemy. Do y'all see what they're doing over there at Walker Ministry? They're praying. So what he's going to try to do is the same old thing, try to get a decree over here. Sickness. Rebellion. Disobedience. Depression. He's going to he gonna try to do all of that decree over y'all while we got to pray. Everybody back there, he's going to try to get you because he don't want you to come and pray. Yes, even you. Somebody saying, me too? Yes, you. <laughs> it's going to answer that. I don't want to call your name, but yes, you too. I heard you. I heard you. Yeah, it was. He wants to get you into a building away from the truth. That's what he wants to do. Away from the truth. Prayer keeps us, listen, anchored to God. Keeps you anchored, tethered to him. Where you go, I go. Okay. Teacher. It keeps you anchored in God as well. Not just to him, but in him. Prayer does. The mirror of God. Oh, let me see here. You have to slow down. So the mirror of God is there. But you have to stand still to see the reflection in the mirror. The mirror is the word. It's like the mercy seat. It's the reflection. But you have to stand still enough to see the reflection because you're so busy. The busy, or should I say, the, the busy man is moving so fast. Watch this. Listen to this. The busy man is moving so fast. See, and woman, 
mankind. He's moving so fast, he has no time to reflect or see a reflection of God's image in his life. Dustin, all you did was slow down so you can stop and see the reflection of God's image in your life. And when you slow down long enough, guess what you saw? Guess what you saw? But see, you're moving so fast, you can't see it. That's what a lot of us are doing. Okay. All right. All right. You have to slow down long enough to see the reflection of God's image in your life. See, that man, was, but he may even carry, listen, this was bad. He may even carry his mirror with him, but never take it out of his baggage to look and judge himself. Hello? I think I need to say that again. This busy man, or woman, how you want to put it. See, you'll miss the good things in life because you're moving so fast. You'll miss the people that really love you and are meant for your life, but you won't slow down long enough to see the reflection of God's image, which is love. See, and I love it too. Image also means function. So you don't know how the people are supposed to function in your life. You won't slow down enough. You're busy. You got 20 jobs. Okay. This man may even carry the mirror with him, but he will very seldom take it out of his baggage to look and judge himself. Daniel took the time to reflect. On how he was, watch this, a man of God and a man of prayer. This is why he could do for that generation, Nebuchadnezzar and Belshazzar. Because he never forgot who he was. He never broke his link. See, and Belshazzar didn't, did not really care for him. I don't know who you are. But he was 80 at that one time. So I don't know how old he was here. Prayer is where you get the 70 weeks. It's in prayer for the end times. See, this is why pastors, nobody want to really talk about end times. To, to get the revelation of that, you got to be in prayer. I see you, teacher. Y'all saw that? All right. Okay. How did Daniel, this is the question. Listen to this. I'm going to go there. How did Daniel become a man of prayer? He was 80 years old. He was praying with more intensity than when he was a younger man. His hearing, his seeing was clearer than ever before at 80. Mm, mm, mm. Man. 
How old was Moses when he started this thing? Huh? Go and say it. It was 80. Okay, okay. Okay, hold on. Y'all know y'all better study y'all word. Okay. He's 80 years old. What motivated this 80-year-old man? Oh, man. Where did it come from, his motivation? At 80. Man, I need to know. I'm 55 now. <laughs> so I need to know where he got his from. So I want to make sure I get mine from the same place. Y'all hear me? What if my real work teacher don't actually start until I am 80? What, what if my, my real work, our real work don't start until we're 80? You be ready? What if some of y'all work don't start until you're 80? My work might not start until I'm 80. Mm. Only God knows my path. Prayer doesn't come naturally. Watch this. Prayer doesn't come naturally. Your flesh and the devil conspire against it. So prayer has to be something supernatural. Because your flesh and Satan come against it. Prayer is easy to start, but it's hard to continue. That's the issue. Prayer is easy to start, but it's hard to continue. Look at teacher looking at me. God. Oh, man. Mm. I got like two scriptures I need to go to, but... Don't look like she's going to let me get to on the night. Y'all, this is just an ongoing battle that we have. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Teacher. <laughs> this is what's happening in the body of Christ. <laughs> the Bible said that God is looking and seeking for those who are after him. I promise. Just let me. Let me I just let me finish. I'll be frowning. I'll make it up to you later. <laughs> Ask, and it shall be given. <laughs> Just give me a few minutes. <laughs> Come on, teacher, give me a smile. I got to get this. Who want it? In <laughs> hmm? All right. <laughs> Listen to this real quick. Prayer is so important. It's so important. Listen to this. The Bible said God is, he, he's, he goes looking and seeking for those who are after him. Jeremiah 5.1. Jeremiah 5.1. It's going to benefit y'all. Come on, come on, come on. Jeremiah chapter 5 and verse 1. Run to and fro through the streets of Jerusalem. And see now and take notice, 
Seek in her broad squares to see if you can find a man as Abraham sought in Sodom. One who does justice, who seeks truth, sincerity, and faithfulness. And I will pardon Jerusalem for one uncompromisingly righteous person. That's you. Rita, that's you. You see how important, how powerful your prayer is? Just you. Now, when we come together like this corporately, what can happen? See, I, I need that to be a reality to you. I need that to be a reality when we come here to pray. This is not something that you're just doing to occupy some time. See, you, it's, 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 it's so bigger than that. He said, if I could find one, I would pardon if I could find one intercessor, I will not destroy. And what happens to a country or a nation or the body of Christ because we're not praying is in Ezekiel. 22. This is it. 22. 23. Start at 23. We got to pray, y'all. Ezekiel chapter 22, verse 23. And the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, say to her, You are a land that is not cleansed, nor rained upon in the day of indignation. There is a conspiracy of Israel's false prophets in the midst of her, like a roaring lion tearing the prey. They have devoured human lives. They have taken in their greed treasure and precious things. They have made many widows in the midst of her. Her priests have done violence to my law and have profaned my holy things. They have made no distinction between the sacred and the secular. Neither have they taught people the difference between the unclean and the clean and have hid their eyes from my Sabbaths and I am profaned among them. Mm. Her princes in the midst of her are like wolves, rending and devouring the prey, shedding blood and destroying lives to get dishonest gain. And her prophets have daubed them over with whitewash, seeing false visions and divining lies to them, saying, Thus says the Lord God, when the Lord has not spoken. The people of the land have used oppression and extortion and have committed robbery Yes, they have wronged and vexed the poor and needy. Yes, they have oppressed the stranger and temporary resident wrongly. And I sought a man among them who should build up the wall and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it, but I have found none. none. Therefore have I poured out my indignation upon them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath. Their own way have I repaid by bringing it upon their own heads, says the Lord God. Well, so I, I could keep on, but it's, it, it even gets down what the pastors are doing. This is what happens when there's not, no intercession. Everything goes amok. Robbery, murder, 
I mean, if you, you can finish this when, on your own time, but this is what happens when we don't pray. No intercession for the body. No intercession for Israel. Got to be very careful because they'll turn you from Israel. Listen, this is a serious meeting that we're having here on Tuesdays. This is a very serious meeting that we have here every Tuesday. And with all our getting, we have to get an understanding of exactly the warfare that you are in. But you also need to know how powerful, how prayer puts you in position of power, okay? Prayer does that. And I need us to understand it is power. What, what happens is there's no power because there's no prayer. You can't just pray here. You should have a burden to pray. I told you, in his presence, all of the power, the glory, everything that you need, your restoration, everything. Come on up, teacher. All of that is in the power of prayer. So if you're tired, you need to pray. Most powerful prayer you can ever pray is when you're tired. The most powerful prayer you can ever pray is when you don't know what to pray. That's prayer. That's when you need to pray. Because now, me is done. Amen? Amen. Y'all stand to your feet. Please. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I just want us to take prayer seriously. If you don't have the prayer advice, get it. Just bend your knees. And God will speak to you if you speak to him. Prayer is communication. Prayer is with a purpose. I pray because God is going to speak to me. He said, the prayers of the righteous avail of much. It's dynamic in his working. It yields tremendous power. It's what the word of God says. This is our lifeline. Little power, little prayer. A lot of power, a lot of prayer. I know you hear that all the time, but it's true. To stay in his presence. May not to always pray. Father, in the name of your precious son, Yeshua, Jesus, salvation. We come to you tonight. First of all, just thanking you for the great and mighty works that you've done in our life, Father. And we accept the commission, Father, that you've given us to pray for this nation, for our communities, for our churches, for our families. We receive that commission, Father. And we stand together, unified as the body of Christ, seeking and treating you. What will you have need for today, Father? How will you use me? How will you use me today? Lend me to my brothers, my sister. Let me be a bridge between them, Father. Let your will be done in my life, Father. Strengthen us. Prepare us, Father. One day we will 
behold you as you really are. The fullness of your glory. Thank you, Father. You love us so much. You have veiled us, Father, from having the full presence of you. And you showed us some of that, that what happens when Moses went to the mountain and he came back down and it said that his face shone, Father, because of the glory, because he was in your presence. It changed him, Father. The people didn't see him the way they normally see him because of the presence of you, Father. There's a switch in our DNA that only he can turn on. And that's when you get into the presence of God. You step into the room and you begin to shine and show forth the glory, the majesty of God. Oh, we can do nothing but bow before you, Father. Fill me with your spirit, Father. Fill me with your words, Father. Fill me with your love and kindness, Father. Fill me with your Ruach HaKadosh, Father. Thank you for today, Father. Thank you that I can continue, Father, praising you with the high praises of the people, Father. You said in your word that that atmosphere, that world, that Babylonian world stripped the people of their song and of their praises. It silenced them, but Father, we will stand before you today, Father, and we will shout before you with the voice of triumph, Father. We will give you a hallelujah, Father. We will serve you faithfully, Father. Oh, do a great work, Father, in us so we can help your people, Father. Glory to God. Ignite us tonight, Father. Infect us with the prayer virus tonight, Father. That when we feel that unction, we will drop down, Father, and begin to pray whatever direction you would have us to pray. Loose the people of God in here tonight, Father. Let your love just run rampant in our hearts tonight, Father. We honor you. We bless you. I never want to leave this place, Father. This position that you have placed me in, Father. Is that's in your presence today, Father. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Father. We acknowledge that you are God. And I am your creation, Father. Glory to God. Woo. I love you. We honor you. We bless you, Father. It's in the name that is above every name. The name that only a man can be saved. Soterio. The name of Yeshua, Jesus. That we pray tonight. Safe travel. Safe passage. Intimate dreams tonight with your Father. Release the wisdom of God in them tonight, Father. Comfort them that need comfort. Bless them with your promises that are yes and amen. It's in Jesus' name that we pray tonight. Amen, amen. and amen. Glory to God. Stay in the glory of God.